looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All the band is out on the field! He's going to Welcome to the First and Him Podcast. Let's talk that football. Welcome back to the episode six recap. Um, we're we're going to go through. We got a pack show tonight. The, the I say, I feel like I say we got a pack show every week. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, we really do. The, yesterday was honestly not the best slate going into it, but probably the best day of college football. I don't I don't know. What do you think, Con? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, no no question. Yeah. Yeah, I also sat just... on my couch all day Saturday and just watched football, so I have to be biased in that regard. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, the the, the slate delivered yesterday. We learned a lot about a lot of big teams and kind of playoff contenders, and there was there was obviously the Red River rivalry, but there was also a, a number of other good games. So we'll get into those. Um, we'll we'll talk about our best bets, um, our guest picker from last week. We we got a loaded show, but. Let's let's get into it because this we I just said to Connor before we started going live here this episode could easily run two hours um, so let's let's get going here Con um, I'll start out tonight because I feel like I always pass it to you um, to to start out with best bets um, I will start recapping um, I went three and four this week I said I said to Connor last before we recorded Wednesday's episode um, I honestly didn't really like the slate this week I I felt like I reached on a couple. Um, one worked, one didn't, but three and four a week, kind of, kind of what I expected. I'll, I'll take it if that's, if that's kind of the off weeks. Um, I hit on the over in the Red River rivalry. Um, that, that one was a awesome game, but I'll save the, the analysis and recap for that. Cause we'll, we'll definitely touch on it. Um, I hit Michigan minus 19 and a half. That was, I mean, never, never in doubt. Minnesota team total under 13 and a half um, was my third winner of the week. Again, they, they couldn't score. Um, they, they never really threatened besides one play. Um, and then my four losers, the over in the Colorado-Arizona State game. That game, I don't know if you had any eyes on it, Connor. I thought it was going to overtime, and I thought it was going to get a, a backdoor over. Um, it was 24-24, and then Shador put, put together a pretty good drive and then absolutely clowned himself at the end. Um, but that over lost. Michigan at Minnesota, again, Roman Wilson, anytime touchdown scorer. Um, that was just – I mean, he scored every week. Um, he's, he's right. He's sitting right around even money. I'll probably continue to take it. He's leading the touchdown. He's leading the country in touchdowns. Um, just kind of fell a little short on that one. Florida state minus 23 and a half. This was the last leg of the Himley. Um, unfortunately they didn't cash the one by 22. Um, just, just tough giving up a kick return. That was a weird game. Um, I don't know. Just, just, I don't necessarily think the wrong side, but, um, not, not a clear edge there. Probably wouldn't bet that game again. Um, and then I, I was on Texas minus six and a half as well, which again I'll, I'll save it for a three and four week for me. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we're going to cover the Florida State later on. I, I mean, I feel like it's we, 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 yeah, we we probably won't. But so. but I I just want to say I I did have that game on occasionally. I was flipping between that and a couple others. It was just a frustrating game. I knew immediately when Virginia Tech scored. I think it was the. I think it was to get to 17, and it was like 22-17 or something. Yeah, it was a kick return. They they brought yeah. back the opening kick. I, I knew immediately at that point. I said, this game's toast. I chalked it away. Um, yeah. It's just unfortunate. I mean, Florida State should have probably won by more than 23 and a half. Yeah, I mean, it, Florida State, was, I'm pretty sure they were up 22-0. They, they, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, just, it was just – It was, again, it was just a weird game. Like, like I said, I, I don't necessarily know if I would bet the game again. I don't necessarily know if – Florida State was the right side. That's it was literally just a, a coin flip type game, um, and we just didn't cover. Not not the outcome of the game, the spread. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, no. So three and four again, not not great, not terrible. Um, I really didn't like the slate this week. So honestly, honestly, I'll take it. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll jump into mine. I went five and four this week. Um, I was on the side of the worst beat I've I've almost ever been a part of. Um, I'll go through my losses first, but uh, one of them was Washington State plus three and a half. Um, I was on the right side for three quarters of that game. Washington State was a better team. The, uh, UCLA could not move the ball. They scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win that. Um, luckily, I did have Washington State teased with Ohio State and Michigan. Um, so that that did that teaser did pay off for me. Um, but uh, I also lost the Notre Dame game. I was completely wrong on this game. Uh, I have a lot of questions about Notre Dame, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Central Michigan, that was dumb. I faded Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo stinks. Uh, I said Buffalo stinks. Apparently, Buffalo was the Buffalo Bills on, on Saturday. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they, that game was a blowout after like 10 minutes, and I was on the wrong side of the blowout. It wasn't even close. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, no, that, that was, was, that, that was a first-quarter loser. I was already checking the six o'clock slate because it was already a loser. <laughs> like I, I <laughs> it was bad. Um, but uh, yeah. And then my other loser was Missouri plus six and a half. No question. I was on the right side of that. I'd bet that again. And I think if those two teams played again, I think Missouri would cover. Um, wow. I think, Sorry, certainly cow- cover. I think they might, they might have won. Sorry. What, what happened yeah. in the Cowboys yeah. game? This Cowboys guy just lined up over the ball. And this is now the second time that's happened in games that I've watched the past two days where the defender just lines up over the ball. Oh, oh, what oh, yeah. game was that yesterday that the guy was just, it was the Notre Dame. Was game. it the guy? It was, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. The, the guy was just lined up like two yards off sides. It was like, what are you doing? It wasn't even close. I don't, I don't know what the, and this is the, this is the second time I've noticed that I had to point it out because He's he's so far over the line. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's guarding George Kittle, and he's like a foot past the ball. Makes no sense. All right, anyways. And George Kittle's on the line of scrimmage, too. So, I, I don't know. The, anyways, the Missouri uh, – the pick six by Brady Cook to end that game broke my heart. I saw it happen. Brutal, brutal beat. My, brutal my, beat. My jaw, my jaw dropped. McKaylee had no clue what had happened, and I was just heartbroken. It was gut wrenching, um, but yeah, it was it was so sad. Um, I, I have a bunch of takes on that game, um, but I'm sure we'll be save them, save them, yeah, save them. Um, but yeah, so th- those are my four losses: uh, Central Michigan, Missouri, Notre Dame, Washington State. Had five wins: the over in the Oklahoma Texas game, uh, Ohio State minus nineteen and a half. Uh, that one was never a doubt, but it really was in doubt the entire time. 
uh, 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 I, Iowa minus one and a half. Uh, Iowa's a wagon. I don't care what anyone says. They are so good. Uh, minus one and a half. That new quarterback was a dog. Um, and then uh, Wyoming plus six and a half. Wyoming plays a physical brand of uh, football. It is not like – it's not fun to watch. It's not fun to be like uh, – they're not flashy, but they will they will out-physicality you. Uh, that's not even a term there. But Out-physical you. We know, we know what you meant. We know what you meant. Yeah. We're, we're across. It's it's yeah. it's early in the pod. Just finished a basketball game. Uh, you know, heart's still pumping. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Wyoming. Wyoming is a good football team. Uh, and and you saw it earlier in the year when they played Texas. So, uh, yeah, I love that Wyoming play. Hope you sprinkled the money line. Uh, Kansas minus two. It the line actually on this one got down to plus two and a half. Um, it was to Kansas. To Kansas. Out. To, to yeah, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kansas is so much better than Central Florida. Central Florida is not good. And the fact that this line, when John Reese Plumley got announced as a starter, the fact that that line moved that much when it switched to John Reese Plumley and Jalen Daniels was announced out for, um, for that bean guy, Jake bean or whatever his name is bean. I don't, I don't know his first it, name, but I know. His but, last name is bean. but that line made no sense. And I just jumped all over Kansas uh, and they beat him like 51 to 22. So, um, Kansas is just a good football team. Uh, their offense is flashy. Their running back, uh, I think it's something Neil is, is a dog. He's so talented. Yeah. Um, he has such good balance. Um, but yeah, so those are my five wins, uh, Kansas, Iowa, Wyoming, Ohio state, and the over and the red river shootout. Yeah, no, so it's a good week. Um, good week for our guest picker. Luke went six and four. Um, that moves him to second place on the year, um, knocks out Chucky and Travis, um, so although they they were they were fun guests, they are now their name is now lit in red. Um, six and four again for Luke on the guest picker week uh, for the guest picker slate. Connor went six and four as well. Um, I went five and five. And I'm not gonna lie, after uh, the the noon slate, I thought I was going. Uh, I thought I was going zero and zero and ten. I mean, I was I was zero and four <laughs> in the noon slate. Um, I had Maryland. Missouri, Washington State, and Texas. They all lost. I was 0-4. I was like, this could be bad. And they went 5-1 and from there. So, so recovered well. But holy shit, I was worried. Um, and then Ted went 2-1 yeah. uh, and one this week. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, the, the, the Missouri and Washington State plays that you had, and even the Maryland one, those all could have been winners. I mean, yeah, I mean I, I'm not – I'm going to save – bad yeah. plays. Yeah, um, so. I mean, I didn't, I didn't bet the Maryland game because I, like I said last week, I didn't really think Maryland was going to be super competitive in that game. I was wrong, and I'll save my takes on that. Missouri was, like we said, absolutely the right side. Washington State, I mean, tough. And then Texas, I, Texas, I think was the wrong side. I think it was just too many points in, in that type of rivalry. But we'll, we'll save all that. Um, and then Ted again went two and one. Um, he uh, he got back to 500 for the year, so so good, Ted. Great call on Georgia one. by Ted there. That was a, yeah, that yeah, was a good he was play all, right there. He was all over that, um, which me, you, and Luke all were on Georgia, so that was good. But um, so two and one for Ted, five and five for me on the guest picker, six and four for Connor, um, and that brings just just to run our annual records out there. That brings our overall best bet record to 56 and 54, hitting at 51 percent. Uh, my guest picker record 31 28 and one at 52 and a half percent and Connor at 30 29 and one at 50.8 percent so 
We, 32 Connor has 24. Been... What? I think I'm 32 and 24. I was talking about guest picker records. Yes. Did I, did uh, I add it? I, I've been struggling all year adding the uh, – I could have added it wrong. Connor has been carrying us in the best bet record. Um, I, you can, you can yeah, make it, that adjustment. It's yeah. either – 32 and, 32 and 24. I think. Yeah. Because I was 27 20 last week. So, yeah, I, I just can't add. Um, so, yeah, Connor's 32 and 24 on best bets. I'm 24 and 30 um, again for a combined. So, I guess actually 56 and 54 um, on the year. So, that was that was super confusing if you were trying to listen to that. Um, you probably got zero of it, and that's perfect. So, math is hard. Yeah, math, math is hard. Um, yeah. So let's keep moving. Um, we're almost to the halfway point of, uh, of college football at this point, which is pretty sad. But I did see on Twitter today a good uh, kind of some, some just questions that the Twitter world was posing. And I'm curious. Me and Connor haven't talked about these. Um, so I have an idea what Connor will say. He doesn't even know what I'm thinking because he doesn't know the questions. But let's, let's just talk about those real quick, and then, and then we'll get into the games because I know we, we got a lot on those. But first question I saw – um, and these are a couple over-unders, a couple would-you-rathers, a couple overreaction or underreaction type of questions. But first question, over-under three-and-a-half conferences represented in the college football playoff this year? Uh, right now, I'd say over. Yeah. I, I'm going to go under. Um, I, I, I still think the Pac-12 is, is not going to get a team in. Um, that doesn't mean the Pac-12 isn't good. I just – I don't know those those home teams and and I don't know they, they, I, I'm I'm going to take the under on that three and a half I just think the Pac-12 is somehow going to get snubbed and I think it's probably going to be the SEC I think the big is getting two and I think um, it's going to be the either I think it's going to be the ACC with the, with the other uh, I'm sorry wait no I just I just played myself because <laughs> yeah I, you did. You, you yeah, left I, out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I said the big is going to get two, as in the Big Ten. I think the other the other one is either the Big Twelve or the ACC. I'm sorry. I was. I, I mean, was watching you the thinking the game. you thinking the Big Ten's going to get two is is ridiculous right now. What happened last year? We we're not talking about last year. We're talking about this year. I'm, I, I know. I'm just I'm just saying what happened at the end of the year last year. Ohio State uh, was a non was a non conference champion, with one loss to Michigan and got in. But this is a completely different year. I, There's like I I like a, I, a one loss a one loss Pac twelve champion. I I agree. I'm, year, but I'm what I'm but what I'm saying and then what I'm saying so is so you're gonna get I don't I don't Georgia, think there's gonna be a one loss FSU, Michigan are locks. Georgia FSU Michigan are all locks right. If that, is that is that what we're saying right now? Those would be the most likely locks. Obviously, a ton could happen, but those I, yeah, three would I mean, be in right now. I, I don't, and, and, then, and I think I think it's FSU the, or the Big Twelve champion. The that's, Ohio that's State like, team that I have seen play. Oh, oh no, no, not, no, 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 Connor, Connor, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not defending Ohio State. I don't think it's going to be Ohio State. I think it's going to be Penn State. But look, look, this 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 is not this was not the point of the question. Yeah. It was just, but yeah, just I, a, I, I think they'll be four. I, I would bet the four. Yeah. I'd bet four yeah. right now because I, I, I don't. Do I, I, the twelve is going to get somebody. Yeah, I don't know if that's an actual line. I literally just saw it on Twitter, um, and it's just fun questions for debate. Um, second question: Would you rather right now take for national championship, assuming even odds, 
Michigan and Ohio State or the field. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Michigan and Georgia. Michigan and Georgia and the, or the field. And it's even odds. Yeah. Say say it's even odds. You you either get Michigan. I, I you, take. You get one I take. I take. I take Michigan and Georgia. Yeah. So would I. I, I agree. But um, that's. I, I mean, I, if you if you had it, it, the better question is. Well, I guess no. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Michigan is even odds. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, but, but I mean, Georgia's still plus 300, Michigan's still plus 400. It might be pretty close to even. I don't know. There's a bet out there like that. And and when we're in Vegas, I'm going to take it. Yeah, you should. Um, That's a great, that's a great bet. And you could always, you could always hedge if need be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 I think, I agree with you, Connor. I think it's Michigan and Georgia. And again, because I don't if know Michigan if and Georgia, if they're the one and the two, right? At the end exactly. of the season, you can, you can just head. They're not even can, playing each other. You could hedge yeah. whatever you wanted. If, if, yeah, yeah. if you even need a hedge. Yeah, which I don't think you do because I think they're probably. Um, well, they're probably Georgia, favorites I, I still have questions on, and Michigan, I still have questions on. But for now, you know, those are the two teams that yeah. I don't think yeah. would be beat. So. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and again, this is just, just ripping out hypotheticals here. Um, third was. Over under two and a half undefeated conference champions. Under. Under. Yeah, I agree with that one. Under as well for me. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Michigan and Georgia. I don't think anyone else. I think Florida State has the best opportunity um, to run the table, and I and I I do think they will. But but I'm not. I I, I don't know if you're kind of taking the field versus you. And, and honestly, I'm not going to lie. UNC looks phenomenal. Um, UNC, I was just about to say that if I'm yeah. Florida State, I am thinking the ACC schedule makers that I'm not playing UNC in the regular season because yeah, yeah, yeah. they look UNC great. looks phenomenal. I mean, they yeah. look outstanding, yeah. and and I've said it all season. Circle that game at Florida to end the season. Florida is going to have very little to play for. They'll probably be in a bowl game, but they would want nothing, nothing more than to ruin Florida State's season. So yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Ag- agreed. Um, so we're we're in agreement on that one. And then the last one is, at this point in the season, where do you draw the line in the AP top twenty-five of teams that can win a, a national championship? And I know you kind of need to look at the poll for this one, um, but where in, do you in think... the AP poll? In the AP yeah, poll yeah. specifically, or, or use use the first and him poll. It it doesn't matter what it, use use our poll. It doesn't matter okay, okay. at what point. At what point do you think the line is where where you can no longer win it? Uh, fifteen, sixteen. Sorry, sixteen. And, and who's it? Who's at sixteen? I'm just pulling it up. Uh, the AP poll has Utah at sixteen. Yeah, um, I think if Cam Rising comes back and their offense is actually good, Utah has all the traits of a national championship team, but they don't have a quarterback, so that's their problem right now. Uh, and I, I just yeah. don't think Duke can can win. Duke's at seventeen. Yeah, I ju- I just don't see them winning out. So it's like they can't get there anyways. Um, I, I don't think they're yeah. going to beat Florida State in two weeks. So yeah, yeah. two I, outs, I they agree. won't be in. But yeah, I I, think I agree. Sixteen and above, no no doubt about it. Every single one of those teams can easily be in the Final Four. Um, Wait, in the Final Four, would, or win a national championship. Well, in the final, if if you make it to the final four, you could win a national championship. So, yes, yeah. I mean that's yeah, obviously yes, that's that in theory is true. 
But but yeah, I mean, I, mean I don't know if every single team can win a national championship, even that makes the playoff. Like we've seen some bad playoff performances. Um, right. Like two they, years they ago, have the, they have the chance. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, no. I, I know what you're saying. I know. What you're, I, I, yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. I'm gonna draw the line at 11. Um, I, I think kind of Alabama up can do it. Um, I think they have the talent to actually win. Um, I, I mean, I don't trust USC it. out too. Yeah, exactly. If I could kick USC out, I would. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, they 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 have a good enough offense that they could they they deserve to be in the conversation. Um, I don't think they will win, but I think they they can win just because they have the best player in college football on their team. Um, but I draw the line at eleven here, just saying Alabama and up. Um, everyone there has has a chance. Kind of everyone lower. I don't trust the UNC, Ole Miss, um, Louisville, Oregon State, or Utah. Um, but Jermaine just, Jermaine Burton had a coming out party for, uh, for yeah, Alabama. Yeah, that was. No, that I got was some. Something. I yeah, I got some takes on Bama. Um, so we'll save those. But let's let's get into the game. Just just wanted to touch on those. I saw them on Twitter. Figured they'd be fun conversation starters to kick off the show. Um, actually, we didn't disagree nearly as much as I thought we would. What? But there? maybe. Yeah, I thought I thought we were gonna have wildly different answers. The the big well, the mean, big differences other is, than the uh, four teams, yeah. You, yeah, you no, we think, agreed on everything. You think the Big Ten's getting two? I, I just, I mean, uh, I know you love the Big Ten, but let's let's be honest about the Big Ten. They have their bottom dwellers are awful. I mean, they're terrible. Yeah, but but this this is the thing. I don't necessarily, and, and it all goes back to how the committee scores this, right? Because is it best teams? Or is it most deserving? We've seen it both ways in, in different playoffs. Last year, I, I don't think Ohio State was more deserving than some of the teams, but but they were deemed one of the four best teams, and they gave a great playoff game. And I, I'm not going to sit up here and defend Ohio State. I fucking hate them with, with a burning passion. But with that being said, like it's just it, it just comes down to what happens with everyone else, and then, okay, is it are we going four best teams? Or are we going? Who, who who's most deserving? And and you just don't know with the committee. Um, yeah. So, but we'll we'll save we'll save the college football playoff talk for November. Um, right now it's, it's we we I, I think we should do a live reaction show. So have it on and then just be on while we're watching the first release come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday nights. I think. Yeah, I don't know when the first show is. I think it's sometime in November. Um, but either way, doesn't doesn't matter. Um, so let's, let's start out. Do you have anything from any of the, the weeknight games, Connor, as we get into no, the slate? Uh, no, this was the first weeknight kind of games that I, I, I watched, but I didn't actually like care for. Um, yeah. I, I did watch the entire Nebraska, uh, Illinois game, which was hilarious. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's tough. I, the I only thing I want to touch on, um, is, and this again was a theme we touched on last week and a theme I'm going to. I'm going to continue to touch on this week. Winning on the road in conference at night, especially, is really, really, really hard. It doesn't matter who you're playing. And Oklahoma State was a really good example of that on Friday night. I mean, Kansas State is, they were a 13 point favorite on the road and they lost outright by a touchdown, 29 21. So just winning these games on the road. And as we kind of get deeper into the season and as we start to play these tougher conference games, um, and some of these games fall at night in, in front of big stadiums. The, these games are hard to win. Um, yeah. Just just want to point that out because, again, I think we're going to see that theme kind of shine shine through as, as the season continues. Yeah, and let me just say, Will Howard really is struggling throwing the ball this year. 
Yeah, um, I think he's hurt. Yeah, well, I hope he's hurt because he's, yeah. he's playing bad. But yeah, yeah, no, he is. He is. Obviously, I don't hope he's hurt, but he, he's been awful. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, let's let's move to. We'll, we'll go in kind of chronological, or I don't know if chronological is the right order there. But we'll start with number one, Georgia, um, at home against number twenty, Kentucky. These these poll these numbers have shifted, but Georgia wins at home, fifty-one thirteen. Do you have any eyes on this game, Connor? You know, I actually didn't. I didn't think it deserved a deserved my eyeballs. <laughs> All right. Well, I I got some. Uh, I I watched this game. It, this game was honestly not very very close ever. Um, at any point during this game, Georgia kind of came out and showed, hey, we may be really good. I think it was also a, a little bit of Kentucky being fraudulent, and and Ted touched on this last week. Um, Kentucky won their Super Bowl against Florida. They they had a perfect game plan, but but the way Kentucky lines up against Georgia, it just it just doesn't really work. Um, they they try to play bully ball. It's it's a tough team to play bully ball against, um, and and it didn't it didn't seem to be very successful. Um, Georgia again looked looked like Georgia for the first time this season. Carson Beck had three eighty nine and four touchdowns. Um, he was he was great, um, and if and if he gets cooking. Georgia is going to be tough to beat, and and I, again, I think I think Georgia is still still among the top teams, if, if not the, the top one team in the country. Um, so they they put it on display Saturday night, and again, playing on the road in these night environments in conferences is just going to continue to be tough for road opponents. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought Kentucky was a fraud. I, I had Georgia in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Kentucky's going to win games. I don't think they're a bad team, but they're not a yeah. They're not what they were deemed after beating Florida, who isn't that yeah. great. Yep, yep, no, agreed. Um, all right, I'll, I'll touch on Michigan real quick. Um, there's not there's not too much to be said. Um, starters sit again in the fourth quarter. Michigan wins. I'm sorry, Michigan wins fifty two to ten. Um, another game that was that was never close. Um, not too much here. Mich- Michigan's really good. Um, I know we're we're gonna we're gonna do the schedule thing again, but look, I mean. Michigan, some of these stats are, are getting out of control, and the level of dominance that they've had is is truly mind-blowing. Um, Michigan's first-team defense has scored three touchdowns this year. They've given up two. Um, they, they have yet to give up a third-quarter point to any team. Um, J.J. McCarthy, I think, has played four snaps in the fourth quarter this year, um, and the defense has yet to give up a goal-to-go situation. Um, this team is elite. They're they're definitely playing inferior competition, um, but but they're doing exactly what elite teams do, and and I don't see too many holes in this team. Um, they're they're still gonna they the next three weeks they again don't really play anyone too difficult. Um, kind of stay healthy, get into get into Penn State November 11th. But I mean, as a as a Michigan fan, this this team's exciting. They're they're good. Um, they're they're really good. They're national championship caliber good. Um, and I, and I'm curious your take on this, Connor. I do start to feel like at this point, um, among all the parity this year, it, it does not not to discount anyone else, but it does feel like minute. Or, I'm sorry, Michigan and Georgia are starting to pull away a little bit, and and kind of they they may be in a pack of their own. Um, Michigan hasn't struggled in a single game. Georgia has very rarely struggled. I mean, they they had they played the Auburn game, but feels like those two teams are starting to elevate themselves to to different levels where other teams are still kind of looking to to solidify themselves as legit contenders. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think Georgia and Michigan are the two best teams in the country. I think 
Yeah. They were the best two teams week one, week two, week three, week four, and they're still the best two teams week six. I'm still going to say it, though. Uh, they haven't really truly been tested. Um, Georgia Michigan, got hasn't, been, at Michigan home. hasn't been tested at all. Yeah, like right, they, they played all. no one. Georgia and Georgia got Kentucky at home. So, yeah. while I, I mean, no question, they're, they're the two best teams in the country. It's just they haven't been tested at all. Um, so until they get truly tested, we're not going to know a ton about them. Um, Georgia honestly doesn't really get tested at all <laughs> this season. Michigan will yeah. at least get a couple games where they're really going to be tested. Um, but even in those games, they'll still be they'll still be favorites and, and pretty big favorites. But uh, yeah, ultimately, I think they are the two best teams in the country. I, I think their schedules so far have been piss poor, and I, I wish they would schedule some tougher non-con uh, like some of the other teams in the country did. Uh, Texas played Alabama. I love that. Love that for the sport of college football. But you know, some teams don't want to do that, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, if you're if you're a Michigan or a Georgia, there's there's not a ton of incentive in the four team playoff era to, to do that. I agree with you, Connor. It's better for the sport, but um, the, these schools are kind of in the let's win championships mode, and there's let, let's call it what it is. I I, I don't necessarily agree with this, but Mi- Michigan's in the mode. Georgia's succeeding at the mode. I guess would be the way that Michigan hasn't won a championship yet. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm just saying like to play, to play non-con games that, that are difficult. It doesn't, it doesn't make a ton of sense for, for those top end teams. Do you think it could benefit you? Do you think it could benefit you playing those tough Mm -hmm. non-con or tough, not like just tough games in the beginning of the season versus what you're, what you're doing now? In any Honestly, not really. Michigan returned everyone from last year. They have big game experience. Um, they're, they're what's what's kind of, and again, I don't, I don't really. I'm not saying one way or the other, but but there's not a ton of benefit for them to do it. Like they they go 12 and 0. It doesn't matter who's their schedule. They're in the playoff. Right. Right. Like, yeah. would you would would you rather have Penn State like next week rather than go Penn State at Maryland than Ohio State? I don't think so. Um, I mean, it is. You it's like it all at the end? Super, it's, it's a super backloaded schedule. But look, like Michigan played 74 guys. They traveled yesterday. They, they traveled 75. The only guy who didn't play was the long snapper. Like part of me, I, I agree with you. Part of me says, okay, they're not getting tested till week 11. Like that is a little concerning. But also on the flip side, like one, we're getting we're getting twos and threes reps, which which can prove valuable based based on injuries. And two. Blake Corm had nine carries yesterday. JJ McCarthy played three quarters. Like we're we're keeping guys healthy. We're so so it goes both ways. I, I, I can make an argument both ways on that. But but no. Um I, I would say I'm I'm happy with their schedule. It, I think it sets up for them well. And I think again, they're they're really starting to find their groove is let's let's like against ECU or against even the bowling green game is the one that everyone pull, uh points to. Like they didn't play great who knows how much they showed, but, but now they're starting to find their groove a little bit. So kind of, if we played that game week five, you don't, you don't, you want to be playing your best football going into those games. And I think Michigan will be at that point. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make here. Yep. But I said, I said, I wasn't going to talk that long about Michigan. And then we spoke about it for 10 minutes. Um, Let's go to the, the, probably the best game of the season thus far. Um, The the red river rivalry. We had Oklahoma beating Texas 34, 30. Uh, This, this game was, everything you could possibly ask for for the last edition of the big 12 red river. 
Um, and Connor, you you can kick it off here because this this game was awesome. Yeah, I I got this game told me a lot about both of these teams. Um, I, I think something to worry about is Texas's defense when they play an elite offense. Um, they did beat Bama earlier in the season. Good for them. Bama's offense hasn't really hit its stride until this week. We'll cover that later. But ultimately, I thought Oklahoma's offense, you know, dominated the point of, you know, the possession. Um, they ran the ball great. Gabriel looked incredible. Um, they didn't really pressure him too much. Um, and then Oklahoma's receivers, I mean, it looked like CeeDee Lamb was out there running routes. Um, it, it was a just top-notch performance by Oklahoma. Um, it, it got a little crazy, and I feel like in the first and second quarter where there was a blocked punt, there fumbles, interceptions, like everything was happening. Ewers got extremely unlucky on a couple, um, just either drops or just, you know, miss, miss throws there. But, uh, yeah, ultimately this was the best game I've probably watched this season. Um, if we were ranking our games, I'd put this at number one without a doubt. I'm sure HUD would as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think this really told us that Brent Venables is installing a defense there at Oklahoma that can win games um, by out physical out, out – I can't say that today. Yeah, I don't know out why you can't phys- do that today. <laughs> Out physically, out physically, their opponent. Uh, Oklahoma's <laughs> defensive line looked outstanding. Um, I know Brooks still had a pretty big day, but but they did they did get to Ewers and pressure him. Um, and yeah, Ewers looked fine other than those interceptions. Um, but ultimately, I felt I thought Oklahoma's defensive line held up very well, um, and and their defense, their secondary was hitting. Um, you could hear the pops on the TV, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you could hear the crowd noise too. I hate, I hate it when they, when they take the crowd noise out of it. Um, I want to hear that when I'm watching on TV and I thought we really got a lot of that, but, um, but yeah, yeah. ultimately just an incredible game. Uh, Gabriel played outstanding. Um, and I, I thought, you know, Texas finally played a quarterback that was worthy of being a, you know, a power five quarterback and they kind of, yeah, they kind of struggled on defense. Their offense still played fine. Um, I thought Texas yeah. defense did struggle a little bit. Yeah, I thought honestly there was there was one. There's a thing that game, awesome. Like you you play that game five more times, I think you get a pretty similar game. I think those teams are very evenly matched. There was one or two real difference makers in the game. One, Texas turns the ball over three times. Oklahoma doesn't turn it over. That obviously is really tough to win games when you do that. Two. And and the biggest thing and kind of one of the knocks on Texas thus far is Texas had six red zone trips. They scored three points. That is not going to win games. Oklahoma had six red zone trips and scored 34 points. Every one of their touchdowns was in the red zone. They didn't hit big plays. They went straight down the field and scored. That is a problem if you're Texas, right? You, that goal line stop at the – what was it, the third quarter? Or maybe the fourth? I don't remember when it was in yeah. the game. That, that – you can't have that. You bring in these these big defensive tackles and that weird eye formation. Like, you can't get a yard. Like, you can't get a yard. That's a problem. That being said, I want to give Dylan Gabriel and Oklahoma credit because that drive at the end of the at the end of the the game was, I mean, legend status to put Dylan Gabriel in kind of the the long lineage of Oklahoma quarterbacks over the last ten years. I mean, Baker Mayfield was there. Um, Dylan Gabriel was the first Oklahoma quarterback to ever. I think it was throw for 200 and a touchdown and rush for 100 and a touchdown. No one's ever done that. 
and then he's third all time in total yards accounted for in the Red River rivalry. Um, he was exceptional. That game was exceptional. The, the uniforms always deliver. The Cotton Bowl always delivers. Um, that that game was awesome. And, and I think, I think we are going to get this rematch in Jerry World for, for the Big Twelve Championship. I do think yep. Texas is going to be favored in that game, and I do think we're just going to get another master class of a just back and forth, very even teams. And again, who who knows? Um, I, I I like Texas in this game. I I would probably still take Texas again if they played tomorrow. I don't think I'd take a minus six though. Um, I think the spread would probably be about a field goal to Texas. Um, but but I just I just hope we get this game again. Honestly, that's that's my biggest takeaway is Oklahoma's for real. Um, they 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 can win a national championship. Their their defense is good. Dylan Gabriel is really good. Um, and 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 we'll see. Um, they they are legit. Yeah, it's criminal. This rivalry is going to be taken away because they're going to the SEC. We still might get it, but it's not clear. I just don't know how. It's not how every. Pretty. I heard it. I heard yeah. it's just not every year, which sucks. It, exactly. It's just. It's just not every yeah. year. That's the difference. And I. I also want to just bring up. I know you can say, "Oh, well, they they went with the red zone. They had those interceptions." But you have to give some credit to Venables in that defense for for causing those. Oh, interceptions. I'm, I'm giving. I'm um, giving. I'm giving all the credit. Yeah. To them. That's, oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what. That's what I'm saying. It's. It's just unbelievable scheme that the Venables put out there just to absolutely get after Ewers and confuse him because I mean, Ewers is a great quarterback. He, he went 31 of 37. So three, yeah. he had two interceptions and two of those interceptions. So he had essentially four incompletions on the day. Yeah. Which no, he was, he was, he yeah. was phenomenal. Um, he was, he was really, really good. And, and again, I don't want it to be misconstrued there. I'm giving all the credit to Venables. He was spectacular in that game. Absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't so, saying you didn't say that. I just wanted to give it, you know, tip tip my hat one more time to him because yeah, tip tip the old uh, the old gold cap. The old that, that is such cowboy. a cool that's such a cool trophy for that game, and everyone gets that, to wear it afterwards. It's, it's so cool! It's so cool! That's that's a good trophy. Um, also, right, Xavier let's, let's Worthy get... uh, after his performance last year, he kind of went silent. He had a hundred yards, yeah. but quiet yeah, hundred. I was hoping. Quiet, very quiet hundred. Yeah, yeah. No, he he didn't didn't show up. But Texas will be fine. I mean, Texas again. Their schedule isn't very tough. The one game, and I called this out in the early season preview in the Big Twelve preview. I think the Oklahoma, looking at their schedule, they don't play too tough. The one game that circled is when they go out to Provo in November. That game is dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I circled. I'd circle Kansas now too, with yeah. that offense. Where's where is it? But yeah, that's two weeks from or three weeks from now. Do you know where it is? At Kansas. Yeah, no, that'll be a tough one too. But either way, good good win. I Oklahoma. agree though. Um, the yeah, no, that. I just I just hope we get that rematch. We um, all right, I mean, let's, we really let's keep, even if Oklahoma yeah. loses, as long as Texas wins out, we're getting that rematch. Because yeah, yeah, West Virginia sure as hell ain't going undefeated in the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they won some weird flip games, um, but yeah, I mean you got to. They're four and one or three and one, whatever they are. They're they're. I mean they were they were picked to be last in the Big Twelve, West Virginia. That's that's our West Virginia talk for the week though. Um, all right, let's let's keep going here, Connor. We'll go to Maryland, Ohio State. Um, Ohio State wins thirty-seven to seventeen. And I, I, I'll let you start because I didn't watch this game live. I rewatched it this morning, but, but I got some, I got some takes to fire off here. Yeah, I watched this game, 
it's pretty gross in the first half. And then I changed the channel because I, I had bet Ohio state and I just thought they were toast because they just couldn't move the ball. Um, and then I turned it back on in the third quarter and Ohio state proceeded to score a lot of straight points, like 27 straight. Uh, McCord all of a sudden looked like CJ Stroud. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. decided he was going to show up. And, yeah, it, it worked out well for him. Um, but, yeah, the, the Ohio State, I don't think they're as dominant as they have been in years past. They're undefeated. They deserve to be ranked where they're ranked. But this team is not as good as they have been in years past at this point in the season. And it's mostly because of Kyle McCord's quarterback play. He looked great in the second half. He looked very sloppy in the first half. Um, I know some points that HUD's going to bring up. I'll let him bring them up. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll end it at that. Ohio State's good. I, I don't know how great they are. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I'll start out by Ohio State is good. Um, they, I mean, they're, they're deservedly ranked where they are. Um, I, I, this, this is not the Ohio State team of, team of years past, though. Um, that first half was probably the worst half I've seen Ohio State play in the last four seasons, five seasons, maybe. Um, I mean, they, they look terrible. They got the defensive touchdown, which, which obviously helps, but I mean, McCord was, was garbage. Um, and, and he came up and they kind of ran the, um, let's, let's throw it to Marvin Harrison play every single time in the second half. And it's like, wow, that actually works when you, when you throw it to the best player, best receiver in the country. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ohio State played very well in the second half. Um, they, they, this is one of those games where if you didn't really watch it, and I, again, I didn't watch this game live, but I, I did record it and rewatch it because I, I just I wanted to. Um, this game was a lot close on the box score. They, Ohio State covered. I mean, they, 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 they didn't necessarily deserve to cover this game. And, and, again, one of the things that I touched on, I don't remember when it was, if it was Wednesday or last Sunday, and, and I said it to Connor, and look, this Ohio State team cannot run the ball. It is a problem. It, it will continue to haunt them. They, they rush the ball for 62 yards. And, yes, Travion Henderson was out. But their offensive line is not opening up holes, and they are not running the ball well. And do you really trust Kyle McCord to, to make some of these big throws against a Penn State or a Michigan or these kind of better defenses? Yes, he can do it against – Maryland when when kind of the stakes are lower and it doesn't really matter but but do you trust him to do it and and I don't necessarily know um the other thing about Ohio State is I I they they just continue to start slow um I mean they started slow against Indiana they never really got back they started slow I mean the whole game against Notre Dame was slow but like do we really yet Ohio State's defense is very good but do we really trust them to win these low-scoring kind of games? They're not – they haven't traditionally won. Like, do we think they could win a 14-7 to type of game against Michigan, the game they won against Notre Dame, or 14-7 to type of game against Penn State? I don't trust that defense enough yet. And I don't know if, if Ohio State can win that game. Ryan Day wants to keep puffing up his chest and talk about how tough he is. They're, they're getting manhandled in the trenches, and that – I don't know. They, they won the game. They covered the spread. Um, they played great in the second half. And as long as they keep throwing it to Marvin Harrison, they'll be fine. But, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, this, this team's got a lot of question marks for me and, and we'll see, we'll see where it goes. But, but I, I mean, I think this is, this is the, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know where to leave this, but, but Ohio State is, is not the Ohio State offenses of years past. And this team, I don't know if, if they're elite or not. And, and we'll, we'll see when they play Penn State in two weeks. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, uh, you, you, so for context, HUD had texted me earlier in the week about Ohio State's rushing attack. And a lot of the points were referenced from that Notre Dame game. And I said, well, we can't really take much from the Notre Dame game because it was a 17 to 14 just slugfest. And it was, you know, one of those games where neither offense got going. The defense played well. Ohio State still found a way to win. This game, yeah, I, I, I will acknowledge it as a problem. Uh, it, it definitely can be fixed because you know Ohio State can run the ball or they have been able yeah. to in years yeah. past. Um, but, yeah, ultimately – if they don't and they can't run the ball because of their quarterback play, not being guys like CJ Stroud and, and, and who they've had in the past. Yeah. They're, this is not the same Ohio state team. Uh, so yeah, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for the, for the game in two weeks or it might be, I think it's two weeks um, when, when Penn state goes up to Ohio state. Um, I, that, that game is very interesting to me, obviously as a Michigan fan and just as a college football fan, because, I think we don't know too much about either of those teams. Um, I, I was very high on Penn State coming into the year. I think I think they're good. Um, so Even we'll they struggled I mean, to run the ball too, though, which is crazy. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. No, it, point of there. that's going to be yeah, an interesting exactly. game. It's going to exactly. be it's gonna a really good game. McCord. But yeah, we'll, we'll, that's yeah. two weeks from now. We, we gotta. Yeah, no, and that's and and like I said, that's going to be a good a good kind of we're going to figure out where this run game is because Penn State has an elite defense. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll, we're not going to start previewing games two weeks out tonight. But that that's again one thing. Ohio State, it's all fixable. They're good. Um, I think they're probably eleven and zero going into Ann Arbor. Um, but obviously, kind of what you'd think. I, I think they're going to get boat raced if they if they don't improve um, drastically between now and, and uh, the November twenty fifth game that I will be in attendance for, um, which I'm super pumped for. But. Um, let's let's keep moving because I can I can talk shit about Ohio State the whole time. Um, Virginia Tech, Florida State, we kind of touched on that. Um, USC Arizona, Connor, you want to? I, I fell asleep. I watched the first half. They were losing at halftime. Um, you want to? Oh. You want to talk about this one? Yeah. So this game, unbelievable game. First off. Um, the freshman, he's a true freshman. His name is like Noah Fafita for uh, Arizona. 5'11", 195. He, he, looks, he looks little out there. <laughs> he was so good. But I have to keep reminding myself, it's against USC's defense. USC's defense is so bad at football. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They're, uh, Arizona's running back, I just have to give Arizona some love here. His name is Jonah Coleman, 5'9", 225. He, he looked 240. Oh, my that God. Was, it looked like Mike Tolbert in his prime. I mean, he was just <laughs> he, he, he had 22 carries for 143 yards. I mean, it was unbelievable um, how, how good they looked. But ultimately, the game's going back and forth. USC scores to to tie the game up. And wait. Oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Arizona scored to tie the game up. Sorry. I don't know why I said USC. I, I got so so confused there. 
Arizona, Arizona scored to tie the game up. They got two-point conversion, tie game. USC ends up going all the way down at the end of the game after Arizona has a drive and doesn't, they're not successful, gives it back to USC. Caleb Williams goes all the way down. They have like a 25-yard a kick. And the snapper, it snaps high. He tries to put it on the ground, and he like he fumbles it. And the kicker does this weird like double pause kick. I know you've seen the video; it's hilarious. The video is so the video is so funny. And and all the all the all the players on USC's sideline are in complete shock. Like, what is the kicker doing? Like, it was <laughs> unbelievable. The funny part is the kicker probably could have just kicked the ball, and it would have still gone in because it was a twenty yard field goal. Yeah, um, yeah, but. But it was so funny. And then it goes to overtime. Caleb Williams scores uh, on an 18-yard run. And in the first play out the gate, Jacob Cowling, who, by the way, is a stud wide receiver for them. Uh, he's, he's definitely going to be playing on, on the next level. But he's, he's uh, one of the captains for Arizona. But uh, he catches a 25-yard pass, back shoulder, kind of play, placed perfectly by Noah Fafita. Um, and then their coach brings out the field goal kicker. And I immediately knew that Arizona was not going to win that game. Yeah. They yeah, got to go. They could have, they could have gone for two at USC, a top 10 team in the country. All they needed was three yards, three yards. And they win the game. Yeah. And you the, the go way their offense there. had been clicking against that defense. I'd go for two in a heartbeat. I'd have Fafita roll out or I'd even just run the ball. Honestly, the way they've been running the ball, Arizona's Arizona's an athletic team. They're they're very talented. Um they're just I, I guess they're just they're young. young. I don't I yeah, honestly young. don't know I don't know a ton about Arizona, but after watching them, if they can have people stay and, and that coach can get, you know, some transfers in, they were athletic and very skilled. I was I was very shocked. This is my first time watching Arizona all season. But yeah, once once the coach made that decision, I knew I knew the game was over. Um, yeah, I I I just you, you can't you can't do that. I don't yeah, get no, it. you got it. You got to go for two in that spot for sure. Easy for us to say, so. but but again, that's one of those you got to you got to go for two. You got to go for the win. It, and, and yeah, it, it's easy for us to say, but also I know ten times out of ten, I'm going for two there if I'm a coach. Yeah, no, I, no, I no, no, no. I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think you I you think have to if, go for two. You, if USC is in that situation, you don't. They kick it. Go yeah. If you're two. the if you're the inferior team, you go for two. Yeah, and you know, coach, you, well, uh, we, we don't. We're we're not the inferior. Yeah, you are. You are the inferior team. You were like twenty one yeah. point dogs. So yeah, yeah. Go go for two and try to win the game. But yeah, what are you going to do? I'm I'm very impressed with Arizona. Uh, they're going to be a sneaky team. I uh, yeah. I'm. They could give some trouble to some Pac twelve teams. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any take on that. I, I watched the first half. USC looked terrible. Are you drinking a water, Connor, or something? The ice is clipping. Uh, it's loud. It's whiskey. It's melted. Ah, uh, uh, love it. Well, it's. I I hear it. Um, but let it rip. But um, that's again good podcasting there. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Really I, I was just that, clanking but... it. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, game, I, the I, game, I... the game, the game ended at two thirty. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't stay up. So I got nothing except we'll see how far Caleb Williams can take that team because the defense is not doing shit for them. Um, we'll keep going down the list. We've still got a, a, a couple more here. Um, Louisville upsets uh, Notre Dame at home 33-20. to 20. 
Um, that game also was not as close as the score. The final score was, I think it was 33, 13. And they, and then Notre Dame got a kind of touchdown at the end. Um, I saw something on Twitter today, Connor, do you know, Sam Hartman, the last two times he's played Louisville has turned the ball over 11 times. That's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, I he know. had, he had, he had three picks and two fumbles last night. And then I guess last year he turned it over four or five times in one quarter. Um, not, not great. Not usually a great recipe to win. Um, I want to talk about Louisville first because I want to give them credit and I want to say I was wrong about Louisville from, from the jump. Um, Ted tried to warn us about this game. Um, Brom is a big time home game upset specialist. He did it at Purdue. He did it masterfully at Louisville last night. And I mean, Louisville might be good. I still don't really know. Um, but, but I kind of thought they were fraudulent. I, I, I thought they were going to get boat race in this game. I thought, Notre Dame was just gonna Notre Dame was just gonna bully them up front because that's kind of the identity that Notre Dame is built. Um and I don't want to take anything away from Louisville um by what I'm about to say about Notre Dame, but but I mean that was that was an impressive win at home and, and now they kind of have a they have a straight shot into the ACC championship. We got three um between UNC, Louisville, and Florida State. I mean, there's three six and oh teams that none of them play each other. So We'll see if two of those kind of run the table. And, and I mean, Louisville has a legitimate college football playoff path now. I, I don't think they're going to make the college it's, football playoff, but, but they have a it's path. It's so gross to say. But, yeah, I mean, they, they'll probably be favored here on out, I would think. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I maybe, don't trust. maybe not at Miami, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be exactly. tough for them. But, yeah, they, they have a great – yeah. Great they, they got a really good draw, they, they which good. we talked about all year. Yeah, they looked really good. Um, and I then real no, quick, Notre Dame never established yeah, you, the, the rushing attack. That that's all yeah. I was going to say. Um, and, yeah, and they no. left it to Sam Hartman, and he was not good. So yeah, that's that's all I have from that game. I watched almost the entire game, but yeah, yeah ultimately they I, never established the ground, which is what Notre Dame does best. Do you think Connor? This was more of a Notre Dame was not the team we thought they were or Louisville was not the team we thought they were. Cause I, I can't necessarily decide on this one. I think, I honestly think it's a combo of both, but. I, I think it was a good spot. Uh, Notre Dame had USC on deck. They were also coming off a very emotional win at Duke. Um, I think it was just one of those situations where it's a great spot for Louisville to get Notre Dame. Um, yeah. I let kind of the anger of that Duke defeat, and then the Louisville, def- uh, the Louisville win over State get to me. Um, and <laughs> yeah, that was a I, tough. I, that was a tough week for you. Uh, it, just, this just was with... an anger pick. I took yeah. Notre Dame out of anger for Louisville, and that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, it, again, I, was... I, I think I literally said it was an anger pick too. Like it was, just, I was yeah. not. I, yeah, I don't know. I was just flat out wrong about that one. I don't have too much more to add, but but it'll be interesting to see how Notre Dame bounces back in another huge game next weekend. Um, they're they're getting USC at home, which will be a, a great yeah. game. So um, also we'll, we'll see Notre, how Notre Dame Notre Dame played Ohio State, then they played Duke, then they played Louisville, and now they play USC. That's a gauntlet they, in the middle of the season. They have the toughest schedule in the country. I, I believe without that. a doubt. They play at like Clemson they, in, in, in four weeks. Like it's absurd yeah, no, their schedule. Their schedule is crazy. It really is. Yeah. But Louisville caught them at that's, a, at a I great, mean, great spot. Yeah, no, they, Good for they did. They I did. Yeah, Louisville. that was a big. I, I really yeah. do. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they'll blunder, but but I mean, again, I was wrong about that. I, I it was it was an impressive win. They looked great last night. But let's keep going because we still got a ton more here. Um, let's go to Bama beating Texas A and M um, on the road, twenty six to twenty. And I just want to start here. I think kind of the whole country owes uh, Milrow and as well the the Bama defense a, a little bit of an apology. Um, Milrow was great in this game. Um, people people kind of wrote off Saban and Milrow and and read into the rumors this week. Um, they, I mean, they, they went into probably the toughest environment anywhere this weekend. I mean, I, I don't I don't really – I can't really think of anywhere that was tougher. They went into a really tough Texas A&M um, away game. And, I mean, they, they looked great. Like, they their defense shined. Uh, they, they went on and won a really tough conference road game. And, and I think you got to kind of give them some credit. I, I think – Bama has kind of elevated them back, elevated themselves back into the top contender conversation um, with, with that win and showing that they can win with Milrow and they can beat good defenses with um, with with Milrow, which we didn't necessarily know going into this week. Yeah, uh, Jermaine Burton was a dog. Um, yeah, he could have nine for one ninety seven and two touchdowns. That's a that's a hell of a line. Yeah, he could have made an ECU quarterback look good. Um, he. he <laughs> He was unbelievable. That was kind of the typical Alabama receiver performance that we've, you know, been so accustomed to over the past so like X amount of years. They just produced yeah. talent at that position. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it was uh, Milrow looked actually good for once. Yeah. Um, so definitely and- something to build on. I I, I had A and M in this game, and I, I think I'd still bet A and M again. Like it was just one of those games um, where. You know, it just didn't fall their way. But I mean, ultimately, this was a close game. The third quarter yeah. kind of got away from A and M. But it was like honestly, it was very similar to Texas Oklahoma game. Like I, I think it's just a coin. It's two good teams going at it, and one team has to win. Like I, I think yeah. it was a, a like it was just a good game, and and again, one team has to eventually win. So I, I don't know. Again, I I will always bet on Bama. I will I won't bet against them because you just don't bet against Saban. He just he just proven it time and time and time again, but uh, that that was a good game and, and a good a really good statement win for Bama on the road and I think kind of they're the clear cut leader now to win the West, and and play oh, yeah uh, play Georgia in the in the conference championship. Yeah, I th- this game was the deciding factor on that. So um, I think Alabama will most certainly be playing Georgia. So we'll get that rematch again, like we seem to always get every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's keep going here. Let's go to Washington State on the road, falling to UCLA twenty-five to seventeen. And I know you're a Pac-12 guy, so so let's hear it. Yeah, typical uh, Pac-12. They win at home. Um, it's just it's tough to play on the road. We've talked about it, even though it's in LA. And as Luke said, it's just a bunch of TikTokers out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Washington State was in control of this game. Um, they they were up seventeen twelve. Um, and then they kind of just let UCLA take advantage of their miscues on offense. Um, and UCLA scored two touchdowns in the fourth, and it was that was it. Uh, Washington State, they just couldn't get the offense going. Uh, Cam Ward looked very mediocre. I mean, he looked almost bad. Yeah. He looked bad. Yeah. Actually, he looked bad. Yeah, he did. Um, he played bad. Uh, UCLA's you know, defense, like, was actually good. 
yeah, something I never was, thought like, I'd say. It was it was wild. Um, their offense is still a joke. Uh, I will continue to say that the Chip Kelly offense is ne- it's no more. Chip Kelly does not have a good offense. Um, quarterback's young, but yeah, UCLA d- well well deserved win. Uh, I think they're a solid team this year. Um, I think playing at home is a huge advantage in the Pac-12 this year. Um, yeah, but I think wa- I think Washington State were they really a top fifteen team in the country? I mean, they did beat Oregon State, but it was at home on a Friday night. Oregon State got off to an awful, awful start um, in that game. And, you know, Washington State was kind of like the darling of the beginning of the season. No one thought they were going to be this good out the the gate. So how good is Washington State? We don't know. But ultimately, I just wish Cam Ward played a little bit better. But I still still think if these two teams played again, I still think I'd be taking Washington State. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't watch I didn't watch this whole game. I was kind of in and out. I was driving back from playing golf. Um, but but my kind of takeaway from this, and and I I'm pissed that I went against myself because I said I was going to keep betting home favorites um, in the Pac-12. Is is this is I mean this is why we talked about at the beginning of the show. Why I think it's under four or under three and a half. Are we sure that a Pac-12 team can go on the road and win? Like. Oregon, Oregon State did it at Cal, yes. But but among amongst the top ten teams, like are these teams just gonna keep picking each other off, which we've seen I think in years the, past? I think I think it's the difference between the cream of the crop of the Pac twelve and then I love Oregon State, but the Oregon State, the the Utah, the UCLA, the Washington State, they're just different yeah. Pac twelve teams. Yeah, the Oregon no, we'll, and, and we'll see we, in USC. Yeah. Those are, the, those are the ones you circle and say it, they can win road games. And I, I do believe right now, I, if you had a gun to my head, what team is making out of the Pac-12? I think I think I hate to say this, but I think it's Oregon. Yeah, I mean Oregon's Oregon's good. They play the best defense again. Like you said, Connor, I, I'm I'm if Washington goes on the road and kind of plays a really good game this weekend, I'm not going to lie. I would be very worried about the Pac-12. Because I don't, Absolutely. I don't like if Washington goes out and dominates. I don't know if Washington. We we talked about Washington's schedule last week. It's a gauntlet. All their schedules are like this. This is the problem. I think the Pac-12 is a bunch of really, really, really good teams. I don't think they have an elite team. I don't think they have a a, a elite top tier college football team. And I, I don't know. I'm worried. We'll we'll see. Well, I'm, I'm going to – we can wait because we get a big game this week among top contenders, and we have Oregon going to Washington, which you know is going to be an awesome environment. But but we're, we're going to find out a lot about not only both those teams, but the conference, I think, because Utah is going to get back Cam Rising. Going into Utah and winning a night game, which Oregon has to do, I mean, I don't – I don't – that's tough. We've, we've talked about it. That, that's – Virtually impossible. Like I, Connor, today, if Cam Rising wasn't back, and it's I don't even it is I can't remember the the backup's name Braxton something. Um, uh-huh. If if Utah was playing a night game at home against Oregon today, and Cam Rising's Dad. out, what's the spread? And Cam Rising's out. Cam Rising's out. They're playing the current the current Utah team without Rising, and Oregon Oregon's. is going to a night game at Utah. Uh, Oregon's probably four or five and a half. See, I think Utah's favored, and and that's what we've seen every week with, with without with without Cam Rising. 
I, I, yeah, I, I think, think I honestly favorite. think no, so. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're favored without Cam Rising. That offense is is really bad. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree, I agree with you. I've talked about how bad Utah's offense is. I, I don't know. The, the I think is, Oregon I, would be Oregon to be four and a half or five and a half. I think. Yeah. And do you trust them to go in and win that game? Um, I, I wouldn't put my life on it, but I mean, I yeah. In, in that game, <laughs> well, I, I probably not. wouldn't. I, I put, I would not bet it if that, if that's the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if, Cam Rising is said, playing. If Cam Rising is playing, I'm taking you. If Cam Rising's playing like he did at the end of last season, I think it's Utah. Utah. Point and a half. Two and a half, something yeah. like that. No, I and I, I agree with you, and that's what I think the problem, and that's where I think they're going to run into trouble is every home team. There's such a big home advantage in these in these conference games. I don't know if any team is that much better than themselves, and so they can go on the road and win. And, and we're going to find out this week because we have probably the the consensus what top two teams playing this week. Um, so we're we're going to find out a lot about that conference and about Washington and or and Oregon. Um, so that's that's going to yeah. be a great game, but. We'll, we'll we'll keep we'll we'll stay off the Pac-12 because that's going to be a, a contentious topic as we come down the stretch and some of those teams enter that gauntlet part of their schedule, and there'll be some of the best games on each week too. Yeah, so that's... no, and 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 that's that's what kind of sucks about it is I don't think any like I don't I I mean I've been low on the Pac-12 the whole year. I think those teams are really good, like, but I just I don't those those home games are just it's tough. It's tough to go on the road and win, and I don't know if any of those teams are that much better than, than anyone else. And it's it's unfortunate for the conference yeah. because of Washington. You know what I mean? If Washington was that much better or Oregon was that much better, they'd go 12-0 and they'd make the college football playoff. But I don't I don't see any of those teams going 12-0. and Right. So, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, learn. I think a one-loss team is, is – that's the path. I think a one loss team yeah. back twelve, and I, I still and, think that's. I think that's going to happen. So I mean, there's so many teams I, I out think, there that. I think a one loss team, Connor, up from the Pac-12 does get in. I, I do think that. I just don't think there's going to be a one loss team. I think yeah, it's the winner is going to be a two loss team. But again, we, that's what we get the next eight weeks for, so we can we can stop talking about it and actually see what happens. Right. Um. All right. We'll. we'll oh, I'm trying to think of anything else. UNC. We touched on. Um, UNC, I, I, I'm ready to say, is actually a good football team. Drake May yeah. is, is again, like we said, he's the best player on any field he steps on because they're not, they're never going to play uh, USC. They're, they're really good. Their defense is good. They, they, they're legit. There's nothing else needs to be said. And uh, from me, I mean, it, they, they're good. They're really good. Are they, are they kind of flying under the radar right now? I think they're very much flying under the radar. I don't because I don't think anyone's talking they, about they, them. They they haven't really played anyone except for week one. They played South Carolina. Then they beat App State. They beat Minnesota. They beat a terrible Pitt team, and they beat Syracuse. Like they're not talked about on the national level, and all they do is keep winning, and they keep winning in pretty solid fashion. Um, next week they play Miami. Yeah, which I think will be the first week where they're you know they'll be on the ABC seven thirty game, so they'll be on prime time. Um, I think that's going to be where the rest of the country kind of realizes how good this UNC team is. And that pains me to say, I mean, I, everyone that knows me knows I just, I just don't like UNC. Um, growing up a Duke fan and an ECU fan, it, you just don't like UNC, but their, their offense is incredible and their defense seems to be good this year. Um, Garrett Schrader did nothing against them. 
Yeah. Um, I honestly he thought he didn't the play. Ball. I, had to ch- I had to check the box score because I thought he didn't play. Yeah. Well, Syracuse is, is – they're the most injured offense in the country, I think. Yeah, they are. They are. I, I, I actually think that. I mean, that Gaddison's out, that tight end of theirs slash – I mean, he was like one of the – he's like second best tight end in the country behind uh, Brock. Yeah, that's and impressive then, you could even name one player besides Schrader because I certainly couldn't. LaQuint Allen's kind of a dog, but he looked terrible. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. He looked terrible against UNC. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, Cuse has lost so – I think there's some there's some stat. They lost Gaddison, and they lost, like, their other receiver for the year, and they have another guy that's, like, got a sprained ankle. Like, they're just beat up everywhere. Um, and traders have yeah. to do it all, and they just, they just can't do it. But Syracuse yeah. does the same thing every year. They win four or five games straight. They go four and zero, five and zero, and then they lose three, three or four straight, and they yeah. finish like six and six. So it's the perpetual cycle. Yeah, it pains me to say, um, it, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, no, that, but yeah, you. I think the big takeaway is UNC is really good, and and um, it's going to be a good game against Miami. And let's, it's a good segue into the Miami game. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if you watched this game live, Connor. I was, I was watching on MultiView, and it was kind of this game. The other games had ended. Michigan was already over. Um, and then I, th- I the Louisville game was also over. And all of a sudden, I kind of started seeing it on Twitter. Like, people were, like, talking about, like, is Georgia Tech going to, like, is Miami going to blow it? And then I was watching. I was, I, was, I was scrolling on my phone or something. There's 30 seconds left. And Miami runs the ball for no reason. Fumbles. No reason. Georgia Tech gets it. Go down the field two plays, 75 yards, and score a touchdown in probably the funniest loss in the history of college football. Um I mean, I, Cristobal's got to be fired for that, right? <laughs> I, I mean, that's an excuse. Like, granted, he it, – It's certainly uh, a criminal offense. Yeah. I mean, I, I said last night he should go to prison for that. Um, I mean, he's, he's an elite recruiter, though. That's why he'll continue to be good at Miami. But, like – He's also I a mean, good coach. He's just – I mean, that was the dumbest play clock decision I think I've ever seen. And I've watched college football since I was like – one but he's done this before i'm sure you saw again like people were talking about it he did it in the syracuse yeah or, i'm sorry in the stanford oregon game and they lost yep. that like at when what point was 31, does he not, it was 31 28 in that at what point does he not hire an intern to stand by him and say call a fucking timeout like what what are you not, doing not even intern like, hire us yeah I yeah could, you I pay me. me i hey hey bud you have a uh, you have 30 seconds uh, you, you can take a knee. Like that felt like oh. that felt like the that felt like the game you're playing your buddy in Madden and be like, don't like give me a chance. Like don't take a knee. Like it's not fun if you just take a knee. Like that's what <laughs> I it had was, the same I had the same thought. I would never take a knee in Madden or NCAA. Never. Yeah, Why exactly. It's like what am, what am I gonna do? Take a knee? It's like I'd rather lose. And clearly Cristobal would rather lose than take a knee. <laughs> um so I mean also how how funny was the uh the actual touchdown at the end? That was the worst coverage I've ever seen in my life. Well, also, and I mean, the Georgia Tech guy, great play, whatever. He almost slid short. Like, he almost – and he slid feet first. So, it's where he gives – like, they reviewed it. And, and I mean, he was almost short. Like, that was like a – within yeah. – that's like the classic, like, when, when someone scores a long touchdown, they just let go of the ball before they score. Like, that almost yeah. happened because that might have yeah. been the only funnier way the game could have ended. If if he just slid like he had a walk in touchdown, he just slid short. That would have been that. Yeah, that would have been something. But yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, 
Yeah, I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't believe it. And honestly, I think a huge loser from that is UNC because I think Miami's going to come out pissed off next week. I think they're going to come out firing. That's going to be an underratedly good game, Miami-UNC next week. But yeah, and uh, of- Van Dyke threw for like 380 yards and five touchdowns against A&M, and that was their other big game of the year. So I don't know, yeah. but he might be a big game guy. So Yeah, I mean, that again, that was just one of the funniest. That was the classic – the win percentage on ESPN was 100. It was literally 100. I don't think it's ever – I mean, obviously, it was probably 99.9. But, like, how do you lose that game? Yeah. But, I mean, just imagine, one of, one imagine of the, being a Miami fan or a Miami student driving 50 minutes to that, that, that stadium from <laughs> campus and then having that happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's – I mean, that's just an all-time funny college football moment. Um, build, build a stadium on campus too, Miami. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's it's a joke. It's a joke for a program of that size. Um, all right, you got any other games you want to touch on, Connor? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I touched on the Wyoming one, kind of in my best yeah. bets. But Wyoming's definitely a team to look out for. They, they play Air Force next week. Um, that's going to be – an incredible, incredible game. Um, yeah, that's the G5 the Mountain game of the West. Year. Yeah, the, the winner of that game, I know I said it last week, the winner of this game, the winner of this game now is probably the group of five team that we're going to see in the, in the New Year's Six Bowl. But, um, yeah, Air Force opened up. Guess the line on that, by the way. Air Force is home. Air Force is at home versus Wyoming. I would say Air Force minus six and a half. Air Force ten and a half is what I'm seeing, and I'm shocked it's that high. And I'm not gonna lie, I still like Air Force. I dude, I don't know if you've watched any Air Force games this year. Ted has gotten me on Air Force, and and honestly, uh, the Tom Fornelli bets Air Force every week. If you watch them, they are they are like. I mean, they're one of the most efficient offenses in the country, and they just I mean they just score points like. They just no, run I, it up. Yeah. No, I, Wyoming can defend. I, I think that's something to to like at least look out for if you're Air Force. I, I don't think it's going to be a – this. I would take the under in this game. I don't know what the under is, but I would. I love the under. I don't yeah. know what it is. But, yeah, I mean, I Wyoming, slowed, Wyoming slowed Texas down, and Texas scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to kind of pull away in that game. But ultimately, yeah. that game, Texas still only had 31 points. And three of those yeah. came in the fourth quarter. So, Wyoming, their defense is solid. They're super physical. Uh, I'm not going to try to say out physical because I cannot say that. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, the Wyoming Air Force game this week, I'm, I'm fired up for that. So, just shout out to Wyoming. Um, uh, that I did watch almost that entire game. Um, and they, they play like a gross just – get it done style. And I, I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy that. So that's, that's what mission also shout out YouTube TV this week for putting on, on the quad box for the, for the primetime slate. We had Michigan, Minnesota on NBC, Louisville, Notre Dame on ABC, Fresno, Wyoming on Fox. And uh, what was the other? Oh, Georgia, Kentucky on ESPN. That was, that was the ultimate quad box. It was the best four games of the night. We got them all on one screen. So, Shout out YouTube that's, TV for that. that that's insane. Sick. That's incredible. Yeah, I uh, so my apartment does Spectrum, and uh, yeah, I I free trialed YouTube TV the other week, 
and it was so sick. Because I had a bunch. It's of a game. It's it's a game. The, it's a game changer. If you have people over, you gotta have quad box. Uh, so I free trialed yeah. it, canceled it, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, God, it kind of sucks not having quad box. I had two TVs going, but it, it's just not the same as that quad box thing. So I don't know. Yeah, I really want to get two two TVs going and double quad box, so we get octo box. <sighs> that would That's, be. I, I love a good octo box on red zone. There's nothing better. Exactly. Give me an octo but box and call it. The problem is, is the set is the seven. I'd be I'd be essentially paying for two TV subscriptions, and I just don't think. Yeah, no, no. You're you're in a tough position. You're ours. We have the option. You you. I I probably wouldn't pay for it if I had the double. And my sister but, has YouTube TV, and I tried to I tried to pull the traveling they, thing, and and yeah, it yeah, did not work. it doesn't work. Yeah, no, it doesn't it, work. It, it it's, did it's, not work. Can yeah, no, tried. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I was Facetiming. No, I was a... like, Can you... it, "It said it sent an email to your thing," and she's like, "Ah, uh, yeah." So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a pain in the me. ass. But, <laughs> anyways, um, any other games? That's that's all I got for for the recap this week. No, ECU won their bye week. Uh, that was big. So we we won we won our game. That you know, so we we look forward to uh to playing SMU on Thursday this week. But it's good to get a win. There you go. Sick uniforns for ECU this week. Yeah, yeah that's me. I, that's me. That's me being oh, nice to ECU for the week. But the uniforms are they, sick. I've said that the whole season. They they are. I mean, they have elite uniforms. Oh, I I think we have the best uniforms in college football. And I, yeah, I, they're I, not they're they're not elite at literally anything else, but their uniforms are phenomenal. We have a hell of a baseball team. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We do. You, you could. I I know. You you can have baseball. Um, oh oh. Can right. can we just say one more thing? Uh, old, you can about, say whatever you like. About Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss is kind of struggling. I, I don't know how good they are. I don't think they're good. Yeah, but, I, I, mean, I they, just wanted I just wanted to say that. I, there's nothing else I have to say. That offense <laughs> can love be that. electric, but I just they they should have beat Arkansas by much more than seven points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Um. All right, you want to go biggest winner, biggest loser of the week? Yeah, you can you can take it away. All right, I'm going to start out with the obvious. Uh, biggest winner for me is is far and away Oklahoma. Um, they they silence all the doubters. Biggest win in Venable era, um, in the Venable era, they were great. Um, awesome, awesome, classic college football game. Huge win for them, as as good as it gets. So so they're they're my biggest winner, and. Where do I want to go for biggest loser? Mm. I'm probably going to go biggest loser Notre Dame just because they're they're now essentially eliminated from college football contention and it's October 8th. That's that's not where they saw themselves at the beginning of the year and and what's crazy is they're they're really one play away from from kind of still being in the top 10. Um, if they just make that stop against Ohio State, so I would say the biggest loser for not only this week but the whole season is is Notre Dame thus far. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree with the Oklahoma, but I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Uh, I'm going to go UNC, and it pains me to say it, but they're very good. Their offense is yeah, very good. Their their defense is locked down. They can stop the run. They finally got a D line. Uh, which I think is very important because if you don't get a pass rush in college football, you're not going to stop the pass, no matter how good your secondary is. Um, so UNC, I'll give them as my big winner. Um, and my big loser, uh, it's going to be USC. 
They got the win in three overtimes against Arizona. That defense is not national championship caliber. It is bad. I've said it all season. This solidified it. it. It's bad. It's a bad defense, and I think they will be losing two games in the regular season. Um, they still have to play Notre Dame next week. Notre Dame's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They have to play uh, Utah. They get Utah at home, but I don't think home field matters for USC. I mean, their, their fans are just – it's just not a fun atmosphere. They play Washington, they play at Oregon, and they play UCLA to wrap the season up. Their schedule is ridiculously tough, and that defense isn't good. Um, yeah. Caleb Caleb Williams looked human for the first time ever. Um, he yeah. Still, he still was the best player on the field, but he looked human throwing the ball. He had to get a lot done with his legs, um, and he, did, he, he made some huge plays in overtime. Um, to ultimately get that win for them, but yeah, that defense is bad, and I think I think that's the biggest loser of the whole of the whole weekend. Yeah, I mean they they better figure it out quick this week if they don't. I mean if they don't win, they're they're in some trouble. And again, like Connor said, they're they're playing five ranked opponent or six ranked opponents. Wait, sorry, five ranked yeah. opponents in the next six games. Um, so I mean that's that's tough. The the one game I am definitely very excited about is that USC-Washington game. Um, again, we'll, we'll see. It's at USC. I don't know how much of a home field advantage it is, but we'll see. I mean, the, 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 way, the way the Pac-12 schedule is coming up, is it's, it's just going to be awesome game week after week. So, we'll, I look forward to that one. And I look forward to seeing how USC bounces back this week because I, I, I agree with you, Connor. I think their defense stinks. Yeah, it'll, I mean, this will be interesting, too, because Notre Dame is, I think, going to try to play bully ball on them because Arizona's running back, I know I, I, I talked about it, he's like five, he was like six foot, 5'11", 230. Well, uh, Estime, uh, I believe he's like 232, 240. So, yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, I, think, I think Notre Dame's got the script. Just pound the rock down USC's throat. They cannot stop the run and then go play action because – yeah, I think USC is going to really struggle against Notre Dame. And I don't even think Notre Dame is that great of a football team. But they're at home. That place will be packed. And it will actually be a good atmosphere because Notre Dame fans actually cheer for their team, unlike USC fans. So <laughs> That is true. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's all I got for tonight. Um, we will be back. I think, I think we're probably going to – we haven't honestly talked about this, and I'm kind of spitballing here. But I think we'll probably put this episode out uh, Thursday night, we're, we're, we've talked about we're going to Vegas this week. Um, we have we actually have three guest pickers, four guest pickers this week, so it should be a little bit of a hectic segment. Um, it'll be in person, so that'll be fun to with first time me and Connor have even recorded in person, so that'll be fun to do that. And, and so the episode will probably be out Thursday night, it maybe even Friday morning. Um, but we'll, we'll be back with another pack slate and and uh, another good week of football. <laughs> do you think the casino has a podcast room? <laughs> probably uh, yeah, they'll probably do whatever you want if we I don't, I don't know we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll probably record from the sports book yeah that that would be diabolical yeah no it, it'll be fun I'm, I'm looking forward to it so it'll be good to get out west hopefully a little good weather play some golf and hopefully hit some bets yeah we'll get the picks in though uh because we are gonna have ECU on the slate uh so yeah. we'll have the guest pickers make sure they get that pick in uh, before we record, so uh, yeah, we'll, so, uh, so we'll probably yeah. when when we do record, um, we'll probably it'll probably be a recap of the ECU game. Um, I I don't know, I haven't looked at the Thursday slate, Connor. You you might have, 
Um, I don't know if there's any other games that will be on the slate, but the Thursday night ECU game um, we'll, we'll pick and then we'll, we'll probably, we'll have everyone give out their pick and then we'll recap the game when we do our guest picker slate this week, just, just because Perfect. of logistics and, and traveling. So that, I think that's the way we'll do it, but look for the episode either early Friday morning, late Thursday night or early Friday morning. Yeah. And uh, also just another quick reminder, we do have Tuesday and Wednesday football this week. So uh, Maxion, be prepared for Maxion's that. back. Yeah, I actually, this is Conference USAtion. Oh, it's it's not Maxion this week? It's it's not Maxion. It's Conference USA this week. And then uh, uh, week eight is, I believe, when Maxion starts. Is Sam Houston might... playing? Actually, wait. Maxion doesn't start till week. Wait, when does Maxion start? All right, we'll, we'll be back on Thursday. Ma- Maxion's week 10. Sorry, Maxion's week 10. <laughs> Maxion's week 10. This is Conference USA. Ah, ah, little CUSA action. Yeah, App well, Coastal on Tuesday. That's a good one. That's a that's a yeah. That is that, that's a just a bizarre game to be playing on Tuesday night. But whatever. I'll be packing packing for Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will be back uh, again probably Friday by the time it's out, um, and we'll we'll hopefully be delivering some winners with with a packed episode with with five guest pickers four guest pickers it's gonna be electric yeah no i'm I'm fired up so that's all i got um we'll see you guys on whenever later this week and then go blue go pirates we hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of first and him while gambling is discussed in this podcast the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own and gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by first and him If you believe you have a problem, please call the National Gambling Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening, and keep being him.